Welcome to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. We bring a Lutheran point of view to conversations on the art of leading as a follower of Jesus, through valleys, over peaks, and on the waves, following his lead in the great Northwest. Well, welcome folks. This is Dust Kunkel and the Now Leading Podcast, and I'm sitting here in a fancy Zoom room with Pastor Matt Cario from Our Savior Lutheran in Tacoma. Pastor Matt, glad you're with us. Hey, thanks, Dust. It is, uh, it's a pleasure. Yeah. So um, tell me uh, why we're sitting here in this fancy Zoom room talking to one another. Well, because we have awesome technology that allows <laughs> us to do things from miles and miles apart. Um, and uh, there is a lot of leadership stuff going on right now. And there has is. Been going on. There is. And you know, I reached out to you um, after I'd heard of some of the things that you and your team are, have been working on at Our Savior. And um, you, you were so kind enough to agree to talk through some of that. Um, COVID has been so challenging in lots of ways. And, and um, I think one of the metaphors that works for me uh, when I think about how it, it's challenged uh, leaders uh, is this, this picture of um, sort of a catalyst or, you know, like gas that gets poured on the fire, the, the things that we've, we had going on before um, under the influence and the challenges associated with a global pandemic suddenly um, catch fire or the changes accelerate. So it's almost like an accelerant to whatever things are already going on. Is that, does that ring true to you? Yeah. Yeah. I think that culturally there's some of that that's happened. I, you know, I think something you use the fire metaphor and yeah. it also uh, there's a honing that happens, too. Okay. So yeah. uh, I think we've seen, uh, like many others, that some of our efforts that that we were doing that we we kind of figured out, like, if that's actually valuable or not. OK. Um, and we learned pretty quick on that. I mean, that wasn't like, a, you know, that took months to figure out. I mean, we knew within a few weeks of like. Yeah, that that maybe that matters a lot more to us than it does to people. So, yeah, give me some examples of that. Um, man, the uh, big gathering program, mm-hmm. like that's uh, that's something that uh, we've we've kind of discovered throughout, and it doesn't mean the gatherings don't matter and they won't matter, okay. uh, but that. When it comes to when most people say I miss coming to church, what we've kind of discovered is that what they mean is I miss seeing my gr- smaller group of people within the gathering. Uh-huh. And and so, you know, there's there's the worship aspect of that. But there's also um, just on the connection side, they're not really connecting with everybody. They've got they've got their their four or five people. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're closer with and that are just more ingrained in their life. And so uh, I think understanding that, you know, uh, that might have saved us in some ways yeah. of uh, not just, you know, beating ourselves up so much of wondering, man, what are we going to do if we can't all get together to do some of these things we've been doing? So it sounds like you went through a pretty major pivot pretty quickly at the, at the get-go when the pandemic really hit last year? So it was that, that middle week of March, right? That kind of everything, well, the, the NCAA tournament started shutting down and that's when we knew it was real. Yeah. 
yep. that uh, if they were going to shut that down, I was like, oh man, that's, that's, there's some serious business going on mm-hmm. here. And uh, we kind of, you know, we had our, our initial moments of just what are we going to do? And we decided uh, very early on that week, uh, we were all meeting in our, com- in our, our fellowship hall as a staff. And it was the last time, this was the last week we were together without mass. And it was a Wednesday, a Wednesday morning. And we made the decision. We said, we don't know what's going to happen with any of the programs that we do. We don't know what's going to happen with anything that we do. We do know that relationships are king and relationships will always win. Mm -hmm. And so we did something we'd, we had never done before (laughs) and said, we're going to amongst our staff, we're going to personally reach out and call everybody in our church Mm. in the next 72 hours. And we're just going to say, Hey, how's it going? Mm -hmm. Do you know how to connect online this Sunday? And that was it. And, and it was, I think that was like one of our pivots that the first thing we did that was, was the most important thing we did. What, what made that so important? Well, it actually, it, it snowballed. Yeah. So uh, what we, we also realized in that is we hadn't ever done that. Mm. So we had never made such an effort to call the people, just personally call the people in our congregation in that way. And, and so there were some, uh, some really surprised looks. And, uh, <laughs> what are and you sound. calling me for? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is, is everything okay? Yeah. What uh, did I do something wrong? <laughs> yeah. And, and so, you know, what we found in that was, um, people loved it. Like they just, they felt so connected from a two minute phone call. Hmm. And so from there, uh, we actually, we developed, uh, late, people in our congregation, we just said, Hey, do you want to be part of a check-in team? And all you're mm-hmm. going to do is you got like five people to call every other week. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, we started that and, and just have people checking in uh, with one another that, especially people who weren't already connected in a group, if you were already in a group, you know, your leader, those groups, I mean, they just run autonomously. Yeah. But so, ju- so just, uh, logistically here, it sounds like you, you, you must've sat down and gone, okay, we've got a list of folks who are not connected to an existing group. We're going to make sure those folks are, someone's calling them. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody's getting personal connection in some way. And we can't promise the world in it, but we can do something for someone Mm -hmm. with that. And from there, I mean, we even, so then we went into Christmas this year and uh, we were, have a devotional book that we we started this last year as a congregation and it was in on i i was the one that had to make the decision about it and and it was just on a win like yeah. last december it was last minute and i was like yeah let's just see what happens mm-hmm. and it turned out that this became just that daily connection point and rallying point for a congregation and uh and it was simple and so this year we were like, Hey, we're just giving this book to everybody. And it, you know, it snowballed into the, we're going to get our board of directors and our elders and our staff, and we're hand delivering all of these. 
over, you know, over a month long period. And um, it's just uh, that, that personal relationship connection has been essential. So something we did, we started at that time recording in our our church management system, um, some notes. Hmm. And, and so in the last 11 months, I mean, there are over 2,200 check-in notes on this, which uh, that, that's, I mean, it's just like, we didn't even know what we were doing. We were just yeah. reacted and we're like, relationships are going to matter in this. And that's the target. So you've come back to it a couple of times, that phrase relationships are going to matter. And, and it's not, as I hear you talking about the decisions you've made, it is not just a phrase that you just throw around and, and is disconnected from, you know, what goes on. You actually started to change uh, how you spend your days and what you schedule in your calendars and what people do on staff around this, this idea. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's kind of one of those things just when the other stuff is taken away, hmm. it is, you do what you have, you, you work with what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, I kind of think, you know, my first, my first call was, um, in a, a community that um, just socially there, there wasn't a lot of construct going on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the family systems were just um, broken down uh, across the board. And so things just didn't work. Right. You know, it wasn't like you couldn't just say send out an email and be like, Hey, we're doing this. And people would show up. You'd have to go pick them up yep. type stuff. Okay. Um, and it's kind of like that in COVID where, you don't have everything, but you do have something mm-hmm. and you use what you have. It would have been easy though, to lean the other way towards, you know, here's the five things we've been doing that we think we're good at, and let's just keep doing those things. So take me to that moment, you know, that leadership moment, I guess, and, and unpack what, why you chose to go the other way. I mean, so the reason I'm asking is, you know, I, I've been talking Todd Bolsinger for a while and, and his book, Canoeing the Mountains, has been kind of formational for a lot of what we do in the Northwest District. Um, he defines leadership as uh, energizing a community of people to their own transformation in order to accomplish a shared mission in the face of a changing world. So, you know, it's adaptive leadership is really what he's talking about shared mission, changing world, that kind of thing. But so I want to come back to the question though, with that in mind, the question is, you know, you could have gone, you're sort of like you're at a crossroads. You could have leaned back on, this is how we do, you know, here's the five things we do really well. We think we do well. well we're just going to keep doing those things. But I heard you say you identified this target and you did something different, but why, how come? Yeah, I think, uh... You know, at, in reflection, there there's always a little more clarity yep. uh, in it. And uh, I think in the moment we made the decision because we we didn't have the tools available that we normally used hmm. um, in the in our programs and you know organizations and all that stuff. Um, I think looking back, you know, it really is a it's something that I think God was working in us and used among us to say, to refocus us, to say, mm-hmm. you know, the mission of the congregation is in the, the daily lives of the people, wherever they're at. Um, and that's, you know, I, 
that was something that we just were were pressed on. Uh, and I, I mean, you feel that way in leadership. Like there's times where like you can say like, Hey guys, this is, this is what it's about. Mm-hmm. And then it, it gets pressed on you to actually do it. Yep. And it's either you do it or you don't. Uh, and so I think that that feels like just what that, that time was, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the other things that we really benefited from in in our area because of just some more stringent restrictions and some other places in the states is uh, there wasn't as much of this uh, hope of an expectation that hey we're going to be back in person and going back to what we do in three weeks right that was taken away from you that that false hope there was no hope for that yeah. 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 Like you didn't even get to like pretend to stay. <laughs> you couldn't even, I mean, you could daydream there, but you couldn't stay there because it yep. wasn't reality. Yeah. So in a, in a way, you know, um, adaptive leaders, when they're faced with a challenge, they, they name the challenge, they face it in, as opposed to sort of turning or trying something that they used to do. They look at it and they go, that's the challenge. So you went, wow, we're not, we're not going to be able to meet. Um, and we want to be about relationships because that's the church. The church is people in relationship with one another. That's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jesus works in people. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, we, we've heard more awesome stories about neighbors yeah. than ever before. Uh, right. it's, and so that, I think there's just some, uh, I'm not, I'm not anti-program or, you know, any of that. I think God, God blesses. It's so graceful to his church and he blesses mm-hmm. in so many ways um, and so many different types of churches. Um, but I, I think that, you know, in this season for us, that was something that became really apparent that, man, the, we really needed to um, look for the opportunities in this and not mm-hmm. just focus on what can't we do. So just in brief, what's really changed for you guys um, since, say, this time last year, logistically or technically or however you want to spell it out? Um, You know, we're not as focused on an 18-month calendar. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I think we have learned, we're growing in this is Mm -hmm. what I'm, like, this is not a, we are not experts. Um, we are, we have good days. We have good hours. We yeah. have um, bad weeks. We have bad months. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, it is, it's, it's constant in yeah. that way. Um, I think it, I think there's also a, we would say as a, if we asked our leaders, we would say, we we tr- we are trusting God more than we used to. Yeah. So connect that to what's a relational approach that you you see yourselves continuing, whether COVID or no COVID, in the future because of this. Yeah. Things um, things we won't change. Uh, one is uh, you know, that daily rhythm. Mm. I mean that that's something you know. We actually started to become convinced of that more. A few years ago, as we uh, we 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 really have been inspired by 
a lot of the research from Fuller Youth Institute and Carapal, growing, growing uh-huh. with projects that they've done, and just how important rhythm is yep. in the daily is. And, you know, we realized, hey, we're not getting, we're not, we're not making disciples because of our weekend service. We're, disciples are getting made every day. Okay. And so, through, yeah. So a move it, from seeing primarily like a Sunday morning or a weekly rhythm to a daily rhythm. Yeah. 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 And we also mm-hmm. recognized, I mean, we needed that. Like that's some, I mean, as staff, because the other thing, you know, you know, this is that um, church workers are people. And they their hearts break and they get frustrated and they, you know, burn at both ends and yep. they're experiencing it all. So how has this sustained healthy ministry for you? You know, it's every day. It is it's really awesome to um, to wake up and know that I, I've got some brothers and sisters that are right in the same this on the same rhythm as me. Mm-hmm. And I know I can, I can text them and say, Hey, what'd you guys think about that this morning? Or I was really inspired by this. Hmm. Um, it changed my morning. I wasn't in a good place and um, I was really distracted. And this just, this focused me on what God has in front of me today. So you're, you're uh, on the same track with a number, definitely with people on staff in like Bible yeah. reading prayer on a daily basis and being connected about that on a daily basis. Yeah, 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 it is. It's essential. It's, mm. um, and you know what's funny about it? It's one of those things I would have probably categorized um, years ago as, well, that would be nice too. Yeah, <laughs> that's extra. You know, that, that would be cool if, if you know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll, I'm glad I've got the blizzard, but it, it'd be great if I also had a, you know, the cherry on top. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's just become uh, something. You know, so so important. You know, we uh, we do video devotions every morning, mm-hmm. and we have uh, there's we have all sorts of leaders do those, and all sorts of people lead them, and right. uh, they're they're on Facebook. They're they're real. They're very rudimentary. Um, they're simple. Um, some are hysterical. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look. So here's what we found: when it comes to video, if you have decent sound quality, mm-hmm. like it you don't need a produced video. Yeah. Like of we we actually broke it down about a month into this because we realized you're we like, man, we are burning out our our production people. Yep. And said we broke it down and we noticed we're like, there are 10% at most of our videos need that type of production. Yeah, no doubt. And yeah. so it's just been uh I you know, and I remember so we were doing the Early on, um, we were doing these video devotions, and we have uh, we have a great couple in our our church. Uh, they're they're an older couple. They're just delightful people, and they get on there. And I mean, it is it all it is the blooper roll you think is happening. <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like this is going so far south, like. I'm going to have emails about this. And, <laughs> uh, and yep. what we discovered, it was like the greatest thing. People yeah. loved it. There was more interaction, more engagement, more mm-hmm. viewership 
than any of the other posts because people just said, oh man, I miss you guys. I love you. I love seeing you. Maybe because it wasn't so canned. Maybe because it was just people being real and we know this is who they are. It is. Yeah. 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 And so it's the video stuff is, it's not nearly as hard as uh, I made it out to be initially. Yeah. So that sounds like a key learning too. As you think about this whole journey so far and and not just thinking about your congregation or your leadership team, but you personally, what, how have you changed as a result of this journey you've been on? Oh man. Uh, Well, I, I think the, the daily rhythm I mentioned is something that um, on, it's been great for our family. So I, it's something, you know, my wife and I can talk about Uh, it's, it's something we can talk about as a, with our kids. Uh, I, we have spent more time together as a family, like most, like many others. Yeah. Uh, we have learned to be more patient with one another. We have learned to <laughs> forgive one another. You know, there's been some just incredible learnings with that. And, uh, that I think I'll always cherish. I mean, there's yeah. going to be some things I'll just always look back on and think, man, this was hmm. what a, w- there's some amazing opportunities here too, but I think, you know, what I've found for me is I, I tend to be a little more on the type a side. I like, oh, I'm, really? I'm one of the, <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those dudes. I wake up and I'm like, <laughs> let's start working at 7am. Yeah. Um, I Do you have a to-do just, list that goes with that. <laughs> yeah. I just have that, uh, that sickness and yeah, you know, it's been learning to be graceful to others has mm. been a really big learning for me. Learning to be inspirational when I don't want to inspire. Yeah. Has been like, that's been a big thing on our staff was, mm. uh, you know, I started at the beginning of this when we, we were all online was, Hey, I got to find something that keeps us all like focused. And so mm. uh, I started making it a habit that on the days that I was working that, I would, I would write a, I would take the devotion we were using and give like the church worker slant to it Yeah. for our team. And uh, just that, like, man, inspiration has been a really important thing. Because I hear you connecting it um, in, in ways that are more personal to smaller groups of people, your family, to your staff that you work with. So you know, you, you serve on a relatively large staff, especially for Northwest district standards. Um, I'm thinking of the folks that might be listening who don't have a big staff or just a staff of one or maybe two, but um, from your perspective, just from your heart share, maybe how you think some of this might could still be used. Some of your learnings could still be used, you know, in these, in those situations for leaders. I think the, the low tech stuff is, um, it is, it, it's the same in almost every setting. Mm-hmm. What, are, uh, what do you mean by low tech? Yeah. I mean, stuff that is like, it's relation relationships, um, yeah. focus on relationships, make set goals. Like I'm going to write thank you notes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, make phone calls. I'm going to go visit somebody on their doorstep and mm-hmm. stand outside. You know, those are the, there's small touches mm-hmm. that, that go a long way mm-hmm. uh, and you can do that safely. That's not a, you know, those are not things that you, 
necessarily are, are endangering people or yourself with the daily rhythm, man, that's so important. Yeah. Um, that is, I, I tell our congregation uh, maybe too often, but I, that it's really important to me in my first like 15 minutes every day to, uh, to remember who I am mm-hmm. and to know who I am in Jesus, that, that, that changes me like mm-hmm. that. What I choose to do in that first 15 minutes kind of directs my trajectory for the day. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean I can't get off it. It's just, it's going to take some effort to redirect that daily rhythm inspiration, inspiring others is really important Mm -hmm. and encouraging them. And that's something that, you know, and it doesn't always need to be towards like that. Hey, you can do better. You can, Mm -hmm. you can be more successful than, you know, than you are type stuff. Yeah. Not that, but just the, Hey, it's okay. And you have what it takes Mm -hmm. and this is hard. Mm -hmm. And, um, man, I can, I can hear the frustration and, and the pain in your voice in this. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it, you know, that it's just that being empathetic towards others that can, they get you to the next week. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's, Hey, can we just hang out for an hour or so? Or yeah. let's go, let's go for a walk. Yeah. Um, getting people to, to that next, that next step to the next day, to the next week. Uh, is is really important and so i mean that's just yeah. and it's not just your staff but it's people in your congregation are that way yeah i love that it, you know as we have had this conversation there's um i like to call it the golden thread that's kind of run through this whole conversation it started very beginning when you talked about this that pivot moment from um really going what does it mean to be in relationship with our people if, if we're going to face this challenge, what does it look like to be in relationship? And then this, um, when I asked you to unpack a little bit for people, you said, low tech, go low tech, you know, wherever you are. And then you started to describe the behaviors of uh, being in relationship with people. And I love that because I, I don't think we're talking about, um, we're not talking about a silver bullet here or, you know, um, or, or just a one, you know, one way to fix everything. We're talking about, like you said, uh, the church is, is people loving one another in Jesus. You know, it's, it's um, those moments incrementally that we build, we, that we stream together with one another that change the um, atmosphere of the room when we're together, whether it's a real room face-to-face or whether it's like a virtual room, like so many of us have to be in right now, it still is a room like you and I are in right now in this Zoom room together. Yeah, yeah, man. It is, um, it, it is so incredibly impactful. Um, and I, I think about at the, uh, uh, and uh, it's not Willow Creek Leadership uh, Summit, but it used to be called, it, it's that leadership conference. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell how good I am at conferences. Yeah. This is why I'm not <laughs> invited to conferences. But the, uh, Craig Rochelle said at it, he said, at the middle of his talk, he said, just do what you do. Yeah. Just keep doing what you do. And mm-hmm. I think that's such a great reminder in this with the low tech type stuff. Like we've got Jesus, we've got the spirit. Yeah. What, what more do we need? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we have what it takes. Mm-hmm. 
That's it. And, and what I'm also hearing is um, tell the truth to one another about what's going on. You know, so um, if, if, if there's a challenge in your community um, that's specific to your community, be honest about it. Um, you know, I, I, maybe some of this is fresh for me, but I've been doing other interviews for this podcast that, um, you know, other leaders like yourself who have literally seen a problem that a community is trying to solve and is having a hard time figuring it out. And, and they responded to it just by going, how can we help? You know, so it's not rocket science here. It's not a silver bullet. It's, it comes all, it still comes back to just those really basic um, disciple behaviors. That's what I'm hearing from you. Love one another. Don't be esoteric about it. Be, be real about it and, and put together some basic action plans that involve it happening daily and not just weekly. Yeah. Yeah. And you gotta let, you gotta let go of it. Mm -hmm. You gotta realize that, Hey, if I start talking to my neighbor, they might not want to be baptized in the next month. Right. That's not for me to determine. What right. am I there for? I'm there to, I'm there to, to love them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm there to feed the sheep. That's it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cool. So as we kind of come to a close here with this conversation, Pastor Matt, um, Anything else that's on your heart or that you'd like to share, you know, with folks that are listening in, um, either about key learnings for you or encouragement for them, wherever they may be? Man, I, I love hearing stories from other leaders about like, this is what's happening in our church. And, and to be honest, I, we've actually had to, I think, learn quite a bit from um, some leaders in, in churches in some smaller contexts than, than we have. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, one, that was just one of our challenges of getting small. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm really inspired by the work that goes on. Um, and that it's, it's incredible and God does incredible things through the simple mm -hmm. so often, you know, things that I would say that, that if you, some things that can be really helpful just is aside from the low tech, don't be scared of the higher tech stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not evil. Yeah. And it's a great tool. It's not perfect. It's not everything, but it can be a great open door. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some, there's some, we, we've connected with some people we never would have connected with. Yeah. We've got, we moved all our Bible studies online dust. Mm -hmm. We're not moving them back offline for any foreseeable future yeah and we're running bible studies now with people in five six seven states that are just they have a relative that said hey i'm in this study you want to be in it with right. me and uh so there's some really awesome connectivity that's available out there and uh you know continuing the conversation matters i was uh, something I've been really, a, a leader I've been really inspired by is a guy named Dan Ryland. Mm -hmm. He's an executive pastor at 12 Stones in Georgia. And um, he, I, I just think he, he's fascinatingly wise on mm -hmm. kind of second chair leadership and, mm -hmm. and working with people. And he has, a, he says, you know, as long as we're talking, we, we always have time and options. Yes. It, yeah. And that we can figure anything out. If we're in conversation, we can figure it out. Yep. 
And so, man, if, if there's anything I, I would just encourage people with, Hey, and th- you can apply this to co- your family, congregation members, yeah. staff members, as long as we're talking, we got time and options. I love it that in a time of a global pandemic, you and I are having a, a, a good, deep conversation about keeping the conversation going. It's just awesome. <laughs> that is, but that's exactly why we do this. It, um, Thanks for your time. Thanks for reminding us that following Jesus and, and doing church is, uh, is so, so simple, not simplistic, but simple in these basic attitudes and behaviors. That was a good reminder for me today. And, and folks, wherever you are, I hope this has been an encouragement to you and a blessing to you. And I hope that you continue the conversation in your realm of influence with the folks that you serve, with the folks that you love, um, whether they're near you face to face in your congregation, or maybe they're folks that are far away. The opportunities, um, low tech and high tech that we have to continue the conversation and not shut the doors are huge. So be encouraged and um, look forward to catching you around the next bend in the river, wherever that may be. This is the Now Leading Podcast. Hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. Leadership conversations from a Lutheran point of view for Christian leaders of all kinds. Take a moment after this podcast and with everything you've just heard in mind, consider at least one action you will take. Then go and make it happen.